0: it is tuesday is there 30 nope october 1st hey oh hey happy october we Let's made it go. to october we got a good one today for you we interviewed a guy named ryan serhant ryan Sirhant. he's on million dollar listing The guy sells a billion dollars worth of real estate in New York yearly from what I'm being told. I've yet to talk to him yet, but this is what I'm just being told on the internet. Mm -hmm. Big time Giants fan was once a hand model. (laughs) (laughs) It's going to be an interesting conversation. Uh, What I will tell him is I don't care how many houses you sell, how many penthouses you piss in. I don't care what you're moving, what you're grooving. If you're going to get tickets to a live event, there's only one place to go. And that's our friends at Mm -hmm. SeatGeek. SeatGeek is the greatest ticket-buying platform on planet Earth and the moon. moon. That is accurate. Thank you, Foxy, from the back. Because SeatGeek scans all the other ticket-buying platforms to make sure you're getting the best tickets at the best prices available. And right now, if you use promo code PAT, you're getting $10 off your first order. Wow. Promo code McAfee, you get $20 off your first order. Whoa. A little self-awareness. If you aren't Ryan Serhant, you're not selling a billion dollars worth of real estate each year. Go ahead and use promo code McAfee and get $20 off your first order. But if you're Ryan Serhant and you're wealthy, use Pat and get $10 off your first order. We need a little self-awareness here, and we need both promo codes to keep going. After the show, I break down everything happening in the NFL world. You're going to want to stick around and hear that. And um, to be honest, Ty and I just hit the hell out of a bunch of vitamins. Mm -hmm. Who knows what's going to come out from this conversation (laughs) with this guy. Ladies and gentlemen, here we go. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, joining us now is a man that has more success in his fingertip than we've ever experienced. We're overlooking the entire city of New York. I think he's sold every single building that is currently on the market here. Mm-hmm. A man for million-dollar listing and sell it with Sirhant. Uh, he was once a soap opera actor, then a hand model. Now he decides to sell real estate. Ladies and gentlemen, Ryan Sirhant. Wow. Yay!
1: Thanks. What a good intro.
0: That feels good. It's real, too. I did my research. I didn't just read your Wikipedia. I did yeah. some real research
1: there. Yeah, I think all that's in the Wikipedia, but that's great.
0: <laughs> it is. <laughs> yeah, I just read the Wikipedia yesterday, but I am a fan of Million Dollar Listings, so I was excited for the chance to talk to you. Thanks. Um, do you do a lot of this? You uh,
1: do? Yeah, yeah, here and there. Mostly, never anything like this. Um, uh, mostly just sales podcasts and business podcasts and entrepreneurial, you know, getting into the market, how do I start business podcasts, things like that.
0: Yeah, we saw that you love the Gary V. the Gary Vee. Uh, yeah, we- he
1: was one of like the first ones that, that we did um, a long, long time ago.
0: So you wake up just every day ready to just kick Crush the day's it. ass? Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> kind of, <laughs> kind of, you have to, man. In the sales world, it's like you, there's no boss, right? And there's no salary, there's no benefits. So you either wake up, ready to kick ass or you don't like and you don't have to like that's the beauty of it and I yeah. tell people that all the time like agents that work for me and agents I meet all the time I'm like don't be stressed out you you can just stay at home and suck if you want or you could or you could go become something but it's like don't it's not a big deal like don't complain life is great it's 2019 you can just do nothing there's kids that play video games and make money just do that
0: that, that kid uh, Zito that you heard in your headphones? Yeah, that Zito? Yeah, he makes like six, seven bucks an hour playing video games. <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah, he does. On our Twitch stream, twitch.tv forward slash the Pat McAfee show. Let's talk about <laughs> potentially doing nothing. Because I think you were almost at that stage of life whenever you were trying to find your way. I mentioned it, you're a soap opera actor. Is yeah. that, was that the goal to be an actor all, all
1: your it life? It was. It was the only thing I was ever kind of... Good at. I played every sport. I played baseball. I played football. Um, one year in each sport. My parents made me. They made me try every single sport just to make sure that. Is this you, like as a child or yeah, high as school? a kid growing up, um, and through through high school until I graduated high school. After high school, I didn't have to play sports anymore, but I had to play a sport every single year, and I played every single one known to man, and I was terrible at all of them. My dad pulled me off right field playing baseball that was a brutal moment for me in fifth grade never forget i was center i was center i played center for a year um, in in uh, a for a year in football that was also terrible um, lacrosse tennis badminton squash uh, competitive swimming basketball was a tough one for me all of them
0: so you sucked at everything athletically
1: yeah i i, I was good at being an athlete, just not good at like directing it with a oh, with okay. like a with like a tool or a, a skill ball. Skill set. Yeah, exactly. Got it. Just so skill set.
2: So
0: when did you decide? You know what? I'm going to be an actor. And where are you from? I probably should have known that. I was
1: born in Houston, Texas. Grew right. up outside Boston. Um, we bounced around a little bit. Went to college in upstate New York. Oh, okay. I don't know. From when I was a little kid, like the only thing I actually liked doing was was performing, and you know, I would make my little brother do little movies with me and my mom would film them and like that's what i wanted to do and i would do theater and i was only allowed to do one play a year that was it my parents are very big into being well-rounded which i hated at the time now i'm super thankful
0: yeah absolutely especially now that people are being driven you're only allowed to play one sport you're only allowed to play with this you're only allowed to do one thing it kind of i think it's handicapping
1: everybody right now yeah, no. So it was uh, so it was beneficial at the time, no matter how embarrassing it was as a little kid. But I liked theater and I was good at that. And those were my kind of close kind of peer groups. And then when I went to college, I, I wasn't allowed to major in theater, but I could like double major. So I did English lit and theater because my dad wasn't going to pay for college if I was just going to go and do theater. So that Oh, was a so let's add
0: an English Lit thing in there.
1: English Lit, it was tough. I mean, I went to a school called Hamilton and English Lit, so it's a writing-intensive school. But I also had to take a core curriculum, and these schools don't well, have Was that because
0: of anymore. Alexander Hamilton? Yes,
1: yes. Yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah, he started a college a long, long time ago. By the way, Aaron Burr, big asshole. Yeah, that guy, totally <laughs> terrible. You know. Yeah, did, great I did, musical.
0: I did some research, yeah. It was about yeah. three hours worth of research or so. Yeah. <laughs> I remember a bad
1: guy. Bad guy. Ba- Hamilton, though, can yeah, fucking not, not, sing, bro. Yeah, he could.
0: <laughs> he did. Yeah. And a guy from France could rap. rap. <laughs> yeah. so good.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, George Washington, he was great. They were really, really good. <laughs> uh,
0: they were good. Uh, so you get into acting, Broadway, the whole thing.
1: Off? No, I never made it to Broadway. Otherwise, I would still be doing that. It was off, 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 off Broadway. I did stuff for free, like you do when yeah, you moved absolutely. to New York City. It was free theater and um, like free student films. You know, I'd be like the delivery guy that got hit by a car, and I nice. played a clock. Nice. Yeah, and like you these- played a clock. Yeah, and, like, underground, like, basement theaters in Union Square that were super sketchy. Like, just stuff like that. And then I ran out of money. I had, like, money saved up from working in construction when I was in high school and college. Ran out of money. And it was either go home to Colorado. My parents had moved at that point to a ranch in Colorado. And I was going to paint fence until the day I died or figure out how to stay in New York City. And I didn't want to wait tables or bartend. And I had a friend of mine in the summer of 2008 who said, listen, just get your real estate license. It's the greatest thing in the history of the world. Post ads on Craigslist. People will buy apartments from you and then go do whatever you want with the rest of your month. And that was the goal. And then I started uh, the day Lehman Brothers filed for bankruptcy and it didn't work out that way.
0: Wow. So you just, you, you, Craigslist is where you started listing things at. Excuse me. Yeah. My name's Ryan. I suck at every sport. I have great hands though. I was, uh, oh yeah, act- the
1: hand modeling thing was real. I made more money from hand modeling than I did from acting ever.
0: Was it like a webcam situation where you just put your hands out there? <laughs> no, like, no, how no, does that- no. Uh,
1: no. <laughs> That's ridiculous. No. I would, uh, I held, I held phones for AT&T. And for Nespresso. Do you have to try out for that? Yeah, I went to auditions. And I have like, I, my parents made me play every musical instrument too, by the way. So, like, I have these like long piano fingers. And so I would hold, uh, I'd hold phones and espresso capsules and do all that. And they pay me like 1500 bucks a day. Are you interested in, paid in making. zero dollars.
0: Are you interested in making 1500 to $5,000 a day? <laughs> You're on a casting couch for the hand models. So yes, that's absolutely insanity. Yeah. And you decided, no, I don't want, I don't feel fulfillment on of modeling these
1: hands. Yeah, <laughs> not enough fulfillment. How many <laughs> gigs were you getting on average doing that? Honestly, I do like... I, I, I didn't have a job, right? So I was mm-hmm. still trying to act. That was my thing. And I was doing this real estate thing um, kind of in the end of 2008 and 2009 on the side, right? It was kind of just like... Craigslist. All, all, yeah, I'll rent an apartment. So Craigslist, you'd post ad for rental apartments. New York City has 70,000 rental apartments at any given time. So I would meet people on the corner at Starbucks and I'd take them around to 10 apartments and hopefully they'd take one. And if they rented an apartment for 2,000 bucks, commission would be 2,000 bucks and I'd split it 50 50 with the house right the brokerage firm and i just made a thousand dollars in one day so i'd do that plus i would do hand modeling for 1500 bucks a day or 150 bucks an hour depending and so i do a couple hand modeling jobs a month
0: so are you taking care of your hands like putting in candle wax and man. stuff
1: Lubriderm, the gloves they're real i'd wear those the cuticles can't have them no work i need to pay rent <laughs>
0: It's real. <laughs> so resourceful, by the way. Yeah, you realize you got these handsome, long-ass fingers. Let's go ahead and sell some Nespresso. We can work, Craigslist. Let's go down to Starbucks. We'll get somebody to buy a thing. And now you have a legit real estate empire. Yeah. How many years ago was that? You're only 35 years old, by
1: the way. It was 11 years. 11 years ago. So I started in the end of 2008. So like literally, this was this month was my 11 month, 11 year anniversary.
0: Hey, happy birthday, man! Thanks. Yeah. Hey, happy birthday, man! Thank you. Honestly. 11 years. That's an incredible run. There's a lot of shit to do out here. We were taking pictures of all these buildings We said what do all these people do? Yeah, and I have no idea what they do But I do have a sense that you have sold them their property at least at a pretty good rate here. You're like a billion dollars a year worth of property. That's an insane stat. I want to let you know that.
1: Yeah, so we're selling a bunch. See that black building right there with the curved windows that's under construction? So that's Mm -hmm. 130 William. We're selling a bunch over there. If you looked out to your right, we sold that whole building, 99 John Street. It's hard. I'd have to come over around you. Um, Selling that. Selling another building right over there, 101 Wall Street. I started actually in the financial (laughs) district and sold most of this stuff.
0: See that fucking building right there? (laughs) I know every single bitch that lives in there. <laughs> I sold that old thing. That's incredible. Yeah,
1: what way do you do? You way just, easier than modeling hands, by the way. Yeah, you just Craigslist. I, I thought Craigslist yeah. was for other things. I but had also, no idea people were selling yeah. apartments on there. They sell apartments. Well, not anymore. This this is eleven years ago. I don't think people use Craigslist for real estate anymore. Do you use social media? you do yeah.
0: use social media now. very much. That's so, like yeah. a weapon for you.
1: Yeah, you use it. Yeah, we meet all of our most of our buyers and sellers now because. I think, like, most people go to Instagram or Facebook to research the people they meet before they go to Google or their website. So mm-hmm. I put all this money into Ryansurhant.com so that when I meet new people or new clients, they'll go there. But really all they're doing is looking at me on Instagram and saying, oh, he's real or, oh, he's not real. Or your Wikipedia. Or my Wikipedia, yeah. Which some, That's where all the data is. Yeah. Some people <laughs> might have done.
0: I, I scrolled through your Instagram as well. The ranch your parents moved to is beautiful. Yeah. And you have a weekly vlog yes. of your life.
1: Yeah, on YouTube on Wednesdays. Hey, YouTube's where
0: it's cash at. Now, granted, your yeah. cash happens being be in these four buildings. <laughs> but YouTube is a great place to be at. We're becoming YouTubers. Yeah, good. Mm-hmm. Ring the bell.
1: Yeah, exactly. The subscribe. Ring the bell. I think it's over here. Will you tell them to ring the yeah, bell? Yeah, ring the bell. Ring the bell. Hit the subscribe button and ring the bell so you get the notifications. It's really important. Thank you. I've
0: never said that, but I'm happy you said it on my show, so yeah, I don't good. have to say it. Good. You know what I
1: mean? Yeah, it's real. So we do that, too. So we do the YouTube, and that's that's good for hitting everybody that doesn't have cable. So for us, people see me on Million Dollar Listing on Thursday nights on Bravo. and then How much
0: of that's bullshit? I, uh, you don't have to tell me because you probably have to sign something, but should I just expect that your life is filled with drama 24-7, and Basically. then we have a happy ending and sell the house? Yeah, kind of.
1: I mean, <laughs> to be honest, <laughs> unfortunately <laughs> for me, the, the show takes a year to film. And every listing that they film is big and really hard to sell. So they are all—they're all full of terrible drama. Most of the drama doesn't even make it to TV because they're not with me every day. Yeah. Right. So like when I watch it, people are like, "Oh man, that was so tough." I'm like, "Dude, that was the easy day. Like you should—they don't film us getting sued. They don't film this happening, that happening. They don't film all the screaming, yelling, and uh, physical abuse." Uh,
0: Before we get to you getting beat up or
1: the lawsuits,
0: yeah. uh, What's the biggest deal you've brokered?
1: Uh, oh man! I mean, we—I I, like I said, I sell entire buildings. So like, <laughs> this building over here,
0: <laughs> uh, this particular fucking skyscraper right over here.
1: Yeah, I don't know. What's the most expensive thing I sold this year? Um, uh, we just sold a house uh, on the ocean in Bridgehampton for forty million dollars. Who's buying that? Just finance, finance guys in finance.
0: Guys and find, Like guys in Wall Street over there?
1: Yeah, over there? Yeah, Wall Street. It's Wall Street, private equity, tech. There's a lot of people who have money that you wouldn't even imagine. Like they have jobs and you're like, so well, how I do didn't you know you them? made money from that. Kind
0: how do thing. you meet them? Because that's probably a big part of it is is you meeting them. Do a million-dollar listing help? Yeah,
1: honestly, yeah, million-dollar listing helps. I'll meet them through that. People will email me, um, my website, the vlog, social media, lots through social media. And honestly, you, the way you meet a lot of these people now, um, and the reason I started the vlog two years ago, and I do a lot of these different things that aren't just a show, is I meet them through their kids. So, like, we just sold a house for $13 million because the 12-year-old daughter took the video and showed it to her mom on YouTube. And the mom said, okay, I'll go look at that area. I didn't i didn't even want to be in Chelsea. So she came through and she bought it. There's no other buyers for that house. So there's a lot of different ways that we meet clients now. But a lot of it starts with social because social is everyone's on it anyway, right? So that's kind of like your biography. If you don't have a good social profile and you're trying to sell something, people think you're full of shit. So it's got to be there.
0: So people are coming to you. You're not really seeking out clients anymore. We
1: do both. I've got people in BizDev as well who are going after, you know, sellers who tried to sell on their own, developers who don't know me yet. I want to meet all those people. So it's a 50-50, going after projects and sellers and buyers, and then 50% of people coming in.
0: Okay. So there's a lot of other people in this million-dollar listing with great personalities, and there's other people that sell in New York, obviously. It's like sure. an incredible market. What is the sell for, for Sir Hant? What is the sell? Like, hey, I just, fair prices. Hey, I know where all the good shit is. Hey, how's it going? I'm a good guy. I dress well. I drink chocolate milk. What is the- This is
1: a protein shake. <laughs> it's, part of my, it's part of my my meal plan. I get my I get my food delivered to me every day.
0: I need that, dude. So I'm going to be 400 pounds by the end of this fall. We're traveling a lot and pizza is very available. Easy,
1: it's super easy. It is. Yeah, so there's a company, not to go off your question, but there's a company in Brooklyn that I found called Food Matters, and I think I've been using them now for three years, and it's all like calculated perfectly. You get a bag and it's fresh they cook it like that night it's not bullshit it's not frozen you know like those other delivery services yes. and it gets delivered to your door and it's like whatever you want to eat but it's super healthy and weighed out for you it's all perfect uh, based on your workout plan everything I and then hate. that's it then you don't have to think about food for the rest of the day you don't have to think about breakfast dinner snacks like you know you eat that and you will be good
0: oh my god that'd be so nice yeah, so you don't have to think about that. it
1: for me I have that so I don't have to think about it because I'm in the back of a car all day in like my little mobile do office do you have
0: cars stick around here yeah no Oh my God, I gotta walk everywhere or take the scoot scoots. No. I get car sick down here.
1: No, no, no. It's what I. Like, yeah, yeah, it's terrible.
0: Last night we sat outside of Lincoln Tunnel for an hour and 25 minutes. Yeah. Yeah, Sunday terrible. night for terrible. no reason. Yep. We interrupt this incredible conversation that we have yet to record, so I have no idea how it's going to let you know that the time is now to start investing in your brain when it comes to the sports world. Sports gambling is hot. Sports gambling is something you're going to love. And sports gambling is definitely coming to your home state. But Pat, I don't know enough about gambling to gamble. Well, listen, now is the time to learn everything, and you only need one app to learn everything you need to know to not gamble anymore, but invest in your sports picks. You listen to shows like this, you listen to other shows, and you know what's going to happen on Sunday and Saturday and Thursday and Tuesday and Friday and Wednesday and any time there's a sporting event. You know what's going to happen. Let your big brain eat. Let yourself make a little money off of it. And also, learn and realize why you're right or why you're wrong from our friends at the Action Network. Mm. The Action Network is a one-stop shop for all your gambling information needs. You have a bunch of articles to read from. Where's the sharp money going? Where are people that make a living gambling, gambling on this weekend so I can follow suit? Or where's the uh, the public money going? Where is everybody? Why should I do this? Oh, this prop bet is hot. This one is not. Let me see how I can do it. And also, once I place my bets, I can track all of my bets on the Action Network. And right now... You can track my bets, you can track Diggs's bets, mm-hmm. and you can get yourself set up to make a killing thanks to your friends at the Action Network. Right now you go to getaction.app forward slash pat and you'll get a chance to follow everything we got going on. You place your bet, you place your bet in the Action Network, it'll track it for you. You see a green dot? Good news. See a red dot? Not great. But if you would read more in the articles and learn more from the shows you're listening to, which you are doing currently, you're going to be in Green Dot City. Go to getaction.app forward slash Pat right now, and let's make a hell of a fall run here on the sports gambling world. You, so You got you like trying to
1: go to New Jersey, though?
0: No, we're trying. We landed in Cedarboro. Uh, uh, oh, okay, you're here. coming down. Yeah, so you have a mobile office like Air Force One that you travel around New York City. You no,
1: know, just the back of the Escalade is my my mobile Ooh. office. because I'm in between appointments all day, different buildings, different listings. Brooklyn, Long Island City, back to the city here, over to New Jersey, back to Brooklyn. Like I'm just on the road all day long. What's your
0: I- for for Hand?
1: What's my, my sell? Yeah. Um, uh, we have the largest exposure. So for anything you want to sell, I can get more eyeballs on it than anybody else. And anything you want to buy, I know everything that's out there, more so than you will and more so than any other agent. What's
0: the most expensive thing that's currently on the market in New York City right now?
1: Right now? Um,
0: Let's it's... say there was a group of dudes uh, that live in Indianapolis. Yeah, sure. One of them's engaged. They're building... A company you work for is building a suite in one world trade Mm -hmm. a studio in one world trade. Is that you? Yep. Yep And let's say the budget was never-ending. Yeah, okay Whatever you would like it to be sure, but there has to be there's ten people that are living in this place So it has to be obviously large don't like to live outside the city blocks here because I get car sick Don't like traveling so it has to be something in here. Is there something on the market for us?
1: There's always something on there. There's more stuff on the market than you could possibly imagine.
0: It's New York City. Is there a place where I can put a basketball court in? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, of
1: course. How much would that run me, you think,
0: if I wanted a place that had a basketball court in it?
1: Uh, you'd probably then want to buy a condo in a building that already has a basketball court, right? So you don't have to build your own. Smart. Because if you want to build your own, you'd have to, have to put it on your rooftop right? Or your backyard or in your basement of your townhouse, which if you want to be in walking distance to one world trade, it means that you're probably going to buy a townhouse uh, within Tribeca and a townhouse in Tribeca will cost you between 10 and $30 million. Perfect. Yeah. Let's write that one up. Just 30 million. That's what you need. It's max though. Max. I said 10 to 30. Yeah,
3: but we want to go on that top end. I mean, mm-hmm. we're not going to
1: go yeah. cheap in that. I mean,
3: if bar. you're if you're spending 15 million, you might as well be well, spending 30, 30 million.
1: million. Yeah. Why, why get one if you can get two for double the price, honestly? You should get two houses. Put them right next to each other. One for you, one for, what's his name? Z- Zita? Zito? Zito. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> We're not putting him anywhere near us.
1: He's in New Jersey. Come Easy. on.
0: Yep. New Jersey Zito. He's Cigar Z right now. He's walking around with a cigar everywhere. He Is had he? to get the cigar checked on his way into world trade. Gotcha. <laughs> I mean, it's a, it's an unbelievable situation. Yeah. So you're saying 30 million, no problem. Here we go. Or two for 15, two dogs, one bun. Think about it. Yep. Is that what you're saying?
1: Yep. Yep. Oh, we can do that. Yeah. Or you can go to 57th Street and you can get, you know, uh, like the top four floors of 111 West 57th Street. It probably cost you like $150, 200000000
0: Now, who's going to buy that? Who the fuck does, who has that money to buy $150, $200 million worth of stuff? Is that just another builder?
1: No, no, there would never be a builder. It's uh, Ken Griffin just paid $250 million for his apartment on Central Park South. And he's, Baseball player? No, no, not that one. The, the private equity guy. He's finance. A lot of hedge funds, finance, hedge fund
0: money. These, we need to get into this game, Ty. This, this is what we need to
1: See, get. See, I don't
3: know why I was always under the impression, and maybe it's because of the TV show that you deal with, like a lot of celebrity clients. But it's not, it's not necessarily the. It's mostly That's not these the case at all. Guys, some, yeah, we do. It? With some,
1: we deal with some celebrity clients, but because anybody figure, miserable
3: like, to deal with. Prominent athletes would no, want to come really. find
1: you. Now, most of the athletes don't live in New York City, right? Like they, LA. like a lot of, yeah, those well, yeah. well, athletes. know. a lot of them like will they live in Brooklyn or they live in New Jersey because um, uh, they want houses. Right, most athletes aren't like you know what I want a tight three bed, <laughs> like yeah. most of them want like actual houses, so they'll um, they'll live outside New York City. Um, but a lot of our celebrity clients, you're not you're dealing with them a little bit, but then you're dealing with their business managers and their attorneys and like kind of the whole gaggle. Zeno. Yeah, you're dealing with the Zitos. Yeah, you're dealing with Zitos. Um, other than that, you know the the people you want are the it's foreign money coming into the city. Yes, you know, there's just, a lot right. of that. I
0: think right. There's a lot there of. There used to be
1: more, but yes, there still is always. Yeah, How there's you, very wealthy people in the world. There's incredibly so much wealthy money, people,
0: and it's good for you. How does the business work for you? You just get a piece of every pie that gets sold.
1: In the entire city? No, that would be great. No,
0: but for you. (laughs) Oh, sure. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, any building that sells, you get a piece. No, but anything you sell. Yeah, you
1: take anything I sell or anything my team sells, I have 60 agents underneath me. Uh, We take a commission from the sale, and then that gets divvied up, depending on the type of deal, depending on how many agents worked on it, et cetera. God, good for you, man.
0: You a football fan? You like the Giants?
1: Um, I I grew up outside Boston, Mm. so I appreciate the Giants. I like the new guy. I like Danny Jones. He seemed good. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it keeps New York happy. I think all the Giants for a fans second. Are but
1: if you New York fans are so like they boo the guy and they're like, "We hate you at Yankee Stadium." He throws one pass and the guy catches it. and They're like, "We love you." <laughs> That's New Yorkers. That's what I have to deal with all day long. Like, I hate this apartment. I'm like, okay, well, you know, it does have a view, and they're like, "I fucking love this apartment." <laughs> it's terrible. I'm like this is why this is why you people are scary. They're, New Yorkers are crazy. Yeah, but I grew up outside Boston, so I grew up watching the Patriots from Bledsoe all the way through today, um, and the Red Sox, and that, because that those are my formative years.
0: Pretty successful little run you've been on there, sports wise, and Not also business Those guys, yeah. Yeah, well, uh, how can people keep up with you on the internet?
1: Everywhere, at Ryan Serhant.
0: I think Ryan you should Sir-Ant. follow him because the post of the shit he's selling is beautiful. It's like I'm watching. Um, Lifestyle's of the rich and yeah. famous. Remember, mm-hmm. I see some of the yeah, stuff. Yeah, we get post.
1: to sell some really, really cool homes and buildings all over the country, mostly in New York. So,
0: oh, you sell nationwide? By yeah, coast, the right? most part.
1: Yeah, by coast. Los Angeles. We do a little bit Texas, Chicago, Boston, Miami. Um, wow, look
0: at this little empire you're building. How yeah, little. it's little.
1: No, no, no. The goal is to be. The goal is to be bigger. So we'll see. We'll
0: what is back. the goal? End game.
1: Sell all the things. All of the things. All the things. <laughs> That's the goal. <laughs> That's the goal to sell all the things.
0: All of the things. Yeah. There's never a day where you wake up and you're like, you know what? I'm tired of selling stuff.
1: Not really. That's what makes selling so great. That there's like, there's no salary. There's no benefits. There's no hourly wages. I either I'm successful today and I'll make a commission on it, or I'm not and I make no money. So it's really up to me, right? It's up to me to go out there and try to find more business or to not go find it which for a lot of people is hard like the percentage of real estate agents that get into the business nationwide that then quit in the first year is like 86 percent. because most of them just want to be told what to do they want to go to a job they want to be told what to do they want to go home they want to watch netflix have their weekends go back to work and complain about it right but it's like for me it was that would that is that is just awful i don't know
0: it's kind of life right there i think you just kind of wrote yeah yeah i think what you just most
1: people like it though it is interesting. Yeah, most people like that. Most people are, it's safe. are creatures of habit, and it's safe.
0: It's very safe. Like yeah. I, I have numerous friends that I've asked to come join us and work with us, Yeah, and they say no. And I'm always like, why are these people saying no? Like We, we are having much more fun than they are. Yeah, Our f- finances are much better than what they're doing right now. But I guess for the next five to ten years, it's not certain what we're going to be in their job. Yeah, it's 100% course.
1: safe. Here we go. Yeah, assuming they don't get fired. But yeah. Well, in a lot of jobs, you can't get fired these days. It's true. It's hard. It's scary to fire people. But, you know, we'll see what happens. I don't know. But I, I like sales and I like selling or, real estate. There's are you tons a of real savage?
0: Are you a savage boss? It sounds like
1: you're a savage boss. Um, yeah. I don't think I'm savage. I think I'm very fair. Stern. Yeah. Stern and fair. fair. I want people to do well and succeed. Because of the show and
3: everything, has it turned into like a uh, like Stratton-Oakmont situation where you got all these like young pups
1: trying to come in and yeah, do yeah, that no. type of shit in the boardroom? <laughs> do you give speeches to the team? Uh, sometimes. Yeah. I don't hum or sing or do anything. Uh, yeah.
0: Okay. No. Let's say me and Ty are two young real estate people in New York. Uh, we're hungry, man. Yeah. yeah. We left our families
1: back west. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't I don't hire you guys. I wouldn't, I wouldn't <laughs> <laughs> no, no, brand <laughs> no brand new people. I would hire you guys. But brand new people is not it's not good business for me because I, I don't run a brokerage, I run a sales team. Right. So my sales team has to be very experienced in the business for years and years and years because they're gonna go into rooms representing me. And if I send someone, even if they're hungry and awesome, if they're absolutely brand new, then every single one of my clients says, Oh, so Ryan was too busy for me, he sent the brand new kid. Uh, like it's not it's it's just, it's just protecting the reputation that I built for 10 years.
0: So that happened with me with the uh, Indianapolis Colts uh, training staff when I had my first surgery. They gave me a, a GA trainer to do my rehab. Yeah, and I held that against the uh, the physical therapist of the team for my entire career. I was like, "Oh, my knee didn't even fucking matter enough." He gave me a graduate assistant to do mm-hmm. the knee instead of you. You were too busy with oh Peyton Manning's neck. Oh, isn't that just so convenient? Yeah. And I held that over their head forever. I could see how your clients would be like, "Oh yeah, Ryan, you won't even show up at the fucking thing, but you sent me this young kid yeah. from Iowa who's hungry. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah this is it's great. It's hard. It's hard because you're dealing with people who are used to everything happening on a very
1: always. Yeah. And when they want and when they hire me, they want me. Right. And so I, that's why I work seven days a week. Cause I got to be there for all my clients or I don't have to, like, that's the other thing. Like I don't complain about it. I think it's great. And one a, day, maybe that won't be the case.
0: You have a family.
1: I have, we just had a baby. Yeah. One baby. Congratulations. Thank you.
0: How do you balance? Triple H told me this. He said the work life balance isn't a real thing. Yeah, no, it's not a real thing. If you actually want to be successful, it's not a real thing. You just kind of have to dive into whatever you're doing right now yeah. and just focus on this until the next thing. Is that accurate?
1: Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't really focus on work-life balance. I focus on working as hard as I possibly can, and my wife is you know, uh, she, she believes in it as well. And so there's good synergy between the two of us. Like she wants us to work. Um, she wants everything to be awesome and she knows what makes me happy too. Right. Like she, and so it works well. That partnership has to be good. The people that complain about work life balance don't have good partnerships. That's like another side that's then complaining at you. Like, why are you in the office all the time? Why are you doing this? You don't want to spend more time with your family. Like I have a, my baby's seven months old. She hasn't complained to me once.
0: The baby or the baby that's a good partnership between you and the baby there.
1: Yeah, we have a good deal. <laughs> I talk to her in the mornings. By the time I get home, she's sleeping, you know, like we hang out on the weekends, and she's like, go to work. Why are you here? I don't need you here. Why are you in my space? Oh, I appreciate that, man. Yeah, Ryan, thanks for having me. thank you
0: so much for the for time. Sure. Hey, a lot of thanks. wristbands on there.
1: Yeah. People have given them to me over the years. That's uh, They're mostly Pure Vita bracelets. They don't fall off no matter what you do. You'd have to, like, cut them off. But a lot of people watch... I Million mean, dollar listing, a lot more than you'd ever imagine. A lot of people have watched it, um, like while they're sick. So this woman, uh, her mom died um, from breast cancer, and during chemo, watched it, and she sent me this bracelet. This guy's dad died from prostate cancer, so he sent it, and they they like watching the show because it's like visually exciting to watch, and yeah. um, the personalities, and they followed us for years and years. Like it's been eight years now, and now you can't ever take those off. No, and they don't. Like, I literally have to cut them off. I saved a rhino in Africa. That's what this one is for. Let's Whoa.
0: go. Let's yeah. talk about that. You've been to Africa? Me too. I rode a camel in the desert. You saved a rhino. Yeah, Two we're different experiences. are the same people.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we're the same person. Is that a Rolex here? You got
0: a little Rolex on? No, it's an Audemars. Is it really?
1: Yeah. No, I don't, I don't wear fake watches. I don't know what they are. Oh yeah, no, it's an it's a it's an Automar. It's a it's a nice light watch. I can't wear Rolexes. I, I I'm in the service industry. I can't walk into meetings with clients and like be fancier than they are. That's that's not good business. Ah, uh, so
3: they don't like when you set your nuts on the table. In yeah, front no, of them? can't do that. Nah. No,
1: no, nope.
0: I does it. Everywhere. Look, Ty just <laughs> right here. Yeah, that's what Ty does. Zito, <laughs> Zito does not do it. No. Zito can't do it. I they mean,
1: confirm. It no nuts on table. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, we appreciate the hell out of you, Ryan. Thanks do for Do you live t- here? Or
1: do you guys live in the city? No. No, we
0: travel in every Sunday. Ah, gotcha. We hit that Lincoln Tunnel traffic last night like Noah. I mean, it was. Where, a-
1: you- where are you based, though? Uh, We're here. No, but where do you, like, you travel Oh, from? Indianapolis. Got it, got it, got it. So you're still there.
0: I bought a house uh, like 15,000 square feet for 850 grand cash.
1: Nice. Yeah. I could get you a nice studio in Long Island City facing the train for $850,000. <laughs> 600, in- 600 square feet. I'll get you one with an alcove for like a twin bed.
0: Isn't it insane to think about that, though? Everybody... I have been doing a lot of work with a lot of different companies, yeah. and they're always like, oh, why don't you come move out to New York? It'll be a lot easier. Oh, why don't you come move to Florida? it would be a lot easier. Oh, LA, we can make this a lot easier. I'm like, I'm gonna check out the housing market real quick. And I look at it, and I'm like, my house is so nice. It's in Indianapolis. I don't know what you want. You want me to come live in one of those uh, closets you guys out have out yeah. here? There's no way I can do that. That's why I love Indianapolis, to be honest. Yeah. It's one of the main reasons why I like it.
1: Yeah, it works really well. Works really, really well. New York is an expensive place to live.
0: It is. You got people living in fucking shoeboxes, literally shoeboxes mm-hmm. down here. Some of the most educated humans on earth. They go to school for 16 years to get here, and then they live in a 150-square-foot apartment that their bed folds up onto the wall, and they can see their roommates fornicating with everybody they want to fornicate with.
1: American dream. Right America. there. America. <laughs> go America. Right there. It's amazing.
0: You are the American dream.
1: No, I don't think yeah, so. Yeah, you are. Pretty you gross. are.
0: You completely sucked at sports. Just completely sucked, but you kept trying, so you built up some grit. Yep. Then acting didn't work out for you for whatever reason. It takes a lot of opportunity to arise. Sure. Hand model was your thing, but you didn't feel fulfillment, so you went ahead and moved along. And now you built this billion-dollar empire. That has to feel pretty. That is legitimately the American dream, I think.
1: Yeah, I guess so. I Listen, I, I like... The United States and New York City specifically, because you have the freedom to do whatever you want to be successful, right? As long as you're good to people and you work really, really hard, like this country and this city will give back to you. You know, it's it's pretty awesome that way. Like I only sell what I sell because it happens to exist. Like I don't build any of this stuff. I get paid big commissions on big properties because New York City allowed that property to be built, Um, and because the people who are buying that were fortunate enough to make that kind of money, and it's a trickle down from there. So I'm very, very fortunate and very humbled by like, you know, being able to be a worker, be every single day in New York City and in the United States. You know, we're very, very, very fortunate. I've got a lot of clients who live all over the world where like at the snap of a finger, the government can just come and take your house from you. No questions asked. Like, sorry, we're taking this back. Right? Like that's as long as you pay your bills in this country, that doesn't happen. It doesn't happen. It's never happened. Are you
0: in are you into politics?
1: No, no, not yet. I just, like, these are just the things I think about when I think about, you know, selling real estate. I don't know.
0: This is when you're sitting in the back of that car for four hours sitting in traffic. In traffic.
1: Yeah, probably behind you. Where's (laughs)
0: this guy going? So you're going
1: to get into politics one day. That's awesome. No, I don't think so.
0: Yeah, you just became the age where you're allowed to run for president, by the way. I think 35 is the age. Yeah,
1: definitely not doing that. Oh,
0: so you're going to run for president one day.
1: No. You can make the announcement. You should. Look at it. No way. Yeah. You should look at that camera right there. (laughs) No, not going to do it. Not gonna do it. I like being a real estate broker. I like my life. I like my business. I don't need that kind of public scrutiny. I have enough scrutiny already. You
0: know? What do people say about you from watching a the show? They think they know everything about you. Yeah,
1: everybody does. But it's okay. I signed up for it. It's good. Everyone knows me as the real estate guy. I'm like, yes, I am. Do you need to move, buy, sell, or lease? <laughs> so like, it works well. Sell all of this stuff. Yeah, I want to sell all the things. Do you get
3: slandered by other uh, uh, real estate guys around here? Uh, I always sure. wonder about
1: that. Is, is there a lot of shit talk there? 81,000 real estate agents in this city, right? There's a lot. That's just here. I think in the country, there's probably 2 million. Real estate agents and more and more and more join the workforce every day, in part because of reality TV shows and because you don't have to have a college degree. Like, you don't have to put yourself into student debt. You can graduate high school. Get your real estate license, you click online or go to a class for anywhere from fifty to a hundred hours, depending on what state you're in. And you can go and advise people on million dollar investments. And if someone buys something or you sell something, you take anywhere from that's you know, two and a half to three to six percent of that price. And so it's a scary thing, but it can be very, very rewarding as well. Pulling out your calculator there. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Right now, <laughs>
0: two and a half to six percent? Yeah. So that's like $60 million a year. I just did the quick math there. Good for me. Yeah, that's yeah. good work. Um, you see, well, it wasn't me. It was the phone the that, calculator. Was, that was created already before I got here. Yeah. That's why I'm just thankful to use it and yeah, sell yeah. it. Yeah, see. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, We appreciate you, man. Yeah, thanks for having me. No problem. Thank I you so
0: much. Uh, follow along. The, the YouTube thing is probably pretty incredible if I had a yes.
1: YouTube's real. YouTube's a real thing. And it's got more people go to, I think, it, what is it? Uh, 1.9 billion active users on YouTube every single day. More people go to YouTube to search and buy product and find information than they go anywhere else. It, it's mind-boggling. They go there to buy real estate now. Like, it's crazy. It's totally changed our business model.
0: They also go there to watch Dumb Takes on Sports, which we've been learning. Shout out to California and Texas. Mm-hmm. We've been getting the analytics. Uh, we're massive over there. So How Are you? Well, I, I mean, if you need to sell a house, I, you can give it to me first, and then I'll That's be able to. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, nice. Anything you need,
1: man. Listen, if you ever know anyone that wants to buy or sell in New York, you, you let me know.
0: Yeah, I will, actually. Good. And if you know anybody that wants to give something away in New York or L.A., I'll
1: call you. I'll take it. Okay, great.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Ryan Serhant. Thank you, sir. Thank you so much for that riveting interview, Ryan Serhant. Incredible. Once again, Ty and I have no idea how that conversation is went. We have not recorded it yet. Mm -mm. We're currently just sitting here letting you know that today's episode is brought to you by CBS Sports HQ, the brand new streaming sports news network. It's live 24-7 and costs you nothing, nada, zilch, zero things it costs you. Wow. 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 That's right. It's sports coverage that's always on and always free. Always. CBS Sports HQ is coverage always focused on the game. Tons of highlights, breaking news as it happens, fantasy advice, and something we care about deeply here, gambling, picks, and analysis to get that extra edge. Nice. I know when I turn on CBS Sports X- HQ, I'll see the tips and trends I'll need to win my own bets. And don't forget, you can get access to all this great coverage completely free.
3: That's incredible.
0: Free. Incredible. Free. Incredible. Why wouldn't you try? Why wouldn't you try? Why wouldn't you try? I don't mean free for a week or a month or if you have some special cable package. It's totally, completely free for everybody. You don't even need a login. Just download the CBS Sports app on your phone, Apple TV, Roku, Fire TV, or other connected device at any time to watch CBS Sports HQ. No fake debates, just sports for real sports fans at the great price of free. Wow. Wow. You don't even have to log in or sign up for anything. Download the CBS Sports app and watch CBS Sports HQ today for free. Hey, speaking of sports HQ, as in high quality, mm-hmm. I, we had a bunch of that in abundance. Oh, yeah. Talked about that earlier today. Ladies and gentlemen, NFL Week 4. Recap right meow. <laughs> The Cleveland Browns and the Dog Pound are all the way back. This is the moment I've been excited about now. Mm -hmm. They've got tested. Last week, they played terribly. They looked bad. The entire world started to burn down around them. Everybody was talking, is this team overhyped? Is this team overrated? Can Freddie Kitchens coach his way out of a kitchen bag? He proved that he could this weekend. (laughs) Yes, he did. He really did. Get the ball to Nick Chubb. Let's go ahead and get the ball on the ground. Let's go ahead and open up the pass offense if we need it by utilizing Odell Beckham Jr. as a distraction. Odell Beckham was carrying three players around at all times around him. He got the ball twice, only seven targets. He's only touched the ball three times in the last 16 series. Is Odell Beckham going to be able to maintain a level head with not getting the rock tie?
3: Uh. in short, no, I don't think so. I mean, we all know what the kind of guy Odell is. Whoa! If they're, if they're winning, I guess maybe it, it kind of it, it's not as big of a deal. But sooner or later, I mean, big dog's going to want to eat.
0: Odell Beckham Jr. likes a few things. Okay. hmm He likes dancing.
3: Yep. Loves dancing.
0: One of the best dancers I've ever seen. Yep. I would I would argue that he is a very talented dancer. Yeah, I'd agree. He likes kicking field goals after he spins the football in warm ups. He does like I that. would argue he's one of the best spinning football field goal kickers in the history of that. He likes good earrings, one of which he lost on the field yesterday after getting strangled on the field with no call by the refs, by the way, which is a bit wild to me. Mm -hmm. But he also likes the ball. And that's what's so interesting about this Browns team is they were able to get a massive win against a dog-grumpy Redskins team that's going to be in competition with the Dolphins for that first pick, by the way. That place is a dysfunction haven. They They got nothing going on. But... No, not against the Redskins. That's completely wrong, everything I just said. It was the Ravens. Close. <laughs> so, are you know. Yeah. But the Ravens were a team everybody was talking about and hyping up. And instead, you get the ball to Nick Chubb. You get that defense to open up. Then they start fighting a little bit, start strangling Odell Beckham. But the offense, I felt like they moved the ball. And it's interesting to me. Jarvis Landry got a chance to eat. That old... Uh, was Seals, Seals Jones, Jones yep. got a chance to benefit from Odell Beckham taking a lot of the defense off of him. They got a lot of things going well there. Will Odell continue to allow himself just to be the distraction just to help out that team?
3: I can't imagine he'll do it too long but you've said it before I think Baker has kind of just like a certain energy around these guys where he can keep him happier. It's not like uh, a guy like Eli who's so milk toast and just isn't really ever say anything isn't necessarily defending him. I think Baker will know when it, they're almost at a breaking point and he's like okay I, I need to let Odell eat today.
0: Well they stunk a couple weeks ago and Odell said I have all the faith in the room I know the guys were going to turn it around. A lot of people outside said you know what big personalities probably not going to be able to turn it around because once the bullets start flying and things bad start happening, normally that's when the big personalities head for the hills. Instead, Odell Beckham has one of his best friends in the locker room with him in Jarvis Landry, and hopefully that'll keep him maintained. And for the Cleveland Browns in the dog pound, excitement is back in Cleveland all of a sudden, just like it was in the offseason. And on the flip side, the Baltimore Ravens, have they been figured out? Do people know how to stop this Lamar Jackson offense that will look like it was a world beater week one? I don't know. It sure looks that way. You stop Hollywood Brown, it appears as if you stop the Baltimore Ravens. You stop the run, you stop Hollywood Brown. It appears as if that's how you stop the Ravens and that's what the Browns did. But it's hard to go into Baltimore. And get a win on the road in the AFC North, especially with all the drama happening around the Cleveland Browns. I like that Browns team all of a sudden, and their defense looked good. Yeah, had a big time game. Good for them.
3: Yeah, I mean the the score makes it look a little bit closer than it was forty to twenty five. I mean they beat the hell out of them. They did. They dominated that game from start to finish. And I mean, not a lot of people are saying it, but is Lamar Jackson is he overrated? As hell. Is he overrated as hell? I mean, I think that's what we need to be talking about today. Well, the interesting
0: thing is I was pushing hard for Lamar Jackson after that week one. Mm -hmm. He had a perfect passer rating. It's hard not to fall for it there. You're like, you know what? This guy who was just given the keys to an organization, keys to a franchise, Harbaugh said we're going to change our offense up so that Lamar Jackson is our guy. Add some tight ends, ground and pound. We'll draft this electric kid from Oklahoma named Hollywood Brown that will open things up. In that first week he came out and it was like, you know what? Did they change football? Did Harbaugh change football? We
3: got something here.
0: We got a guy. We got a guy that can throw the ball. He had 20 passes, perfect passer rating. The Ravens are back. The Ravens are back. And then all of a sudden you have to go now, wait a minute, are they? Are they? Are they? I don't know. Time will tell. Looks like the Browns are securely in the driver's seat of the AFC North. Ladies and gentlemen, wearing a backpack in the (laughs) studio, not sure what's in it, Kyle
2: Brandt. Hey, what's going on, Kyle Brandt? The backpack is for the, the face of New York sports right now, Daniel Jones. That's how he shows up to game day. In the LL Bean, the khakis, and the backpack. Did you see the shot of him rolling into the stadium? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so perfect. And it's like, if you could undo the backpack, there's definitely OAR tickets in there. Ah. There's. Um, I said, oh. All you
0: day. Said, uh,
2: oh, yeah. I, I said, oh.
0: I said, revolution. He's, he's going huh, to see live. Yes.
2: <laughs> Love them. Um, but they, who knows what else? Girlfriend Taylor gets a present in there. Her uh, golden retriever, Scout, a bone for him. Whatever it may be. It was like, uh, I said it last week, Daniel Jones has the dukest face of all time. <laughs> like, Daniel Jones makes Christian Leighton look like he's in the Wu-Tang Clan. It's unbelievable. I've never seen it, and he's the face of the New York Giants.
0: Okay, Christian Leighton are super Caucasian as well. Yes, uh, very. Uh, something to think Bobby about. Bobby Hurley. Let's go right into this. Let's okay. go right into Daniel Jones. Okay. I said this this morning on Get Up, and I thoroughly believe it. Daniel Jones has a little William Wallace in him, okay? When you need to rally the troops and whenever you need a locker room to believe in you, you need Daniel Jones. And let me tell you why. I like this. Whenever he started, everybody was like, doesn't matter how Daniel Jones does, that defense absolutely stinks. stinks. Whenever he was w- getting the win against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they said, oh, he scored too quickly there. Don't let Jameis Winston and Bruce Arians march down that field because your defense stinks. stinks. And the only thing that the Giants defense has done since he has become starting quarterback, produced five turnovers, zero whenever Eli was quarterback. Mm -hmm. The QBR, the opposing quarterback, is down 50% since Daniel (laughs) Jones has gotten in the game. So whenever you know you have a guy leading the offense, it completely changes everything. Daniel Jones is in there giving war cries. He's like, listen, not now, not this year. We don't stink no more. I have my backpack on. I have my OAR tickets. (laughs) And when we
2: get the ball, we're going to score for you. Do you agree? I do, I do, and it's like he also William Wallace, like he had that cool red bearded sidekick. Yeah. That was Saquon. Like Daniel yeah. Jones lost his sidekick, but you know what the test is, my friend? The test is in two weeks they play the Patriots. William Wallace beat the English. Yeah. Could Daniel Jones beat New England? Yeah. Like it's all coming. Can he yeah. consume them with fireballs from Whoa. his house and bolts yeah. of lightning from his ass? Yeah. I'm bouncing. We're <laughs> yes. talking about Scottish Daniel Jones. Yes. Yeah. Yes,
0: I like it. I like them too, but boy, that Redskins team is terrible. I, I, mean,
2: I think they might be worse than the Dolphins. I think so too. During the highlight today, I said I think that they would lose to the Josh Rosen Dolphins or the Fitzpatrick. They're that bad. You yeah, think? I think
0: so. That's tough to say now because the Chargers literally had, I think they only had four skill players dressed. That's why Melvin Gordon dressed. Everybody's like, oh, they're dressed in Melvin Gordon. They're going to didn't No, lie. the Chargers literally have zero players <laughs> that are abil- that have the ability to be active, and they still won by 20 over the yeah. Dolphins. That Dolphins team is elite suckness right now. I mean, they are a different level of suck, but the turmoil and the dysfunction in that Redskins organization is next level. Dwayne Haskins' body language okay. is disgusting, right? <laughs> I talked about this. It is absolutely... Even on draft night, his right. body language was disgusting. He was charging people to get in there and watch the draft with him. I Remember like that? a good businessman, okay. but everything's just been bad. The first couple weeks when Case Keenum's starting, he's not even near him to learn and watch and anything like that. Not that Case Keenum is Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady, that you should be taking everything he does, but even in his bad time, you could probably learn a lot. And then last night, yesterday, and now granted, you only know what the TV show you. Sure. They showed him on the sideline, and everybody else around him had an iPad. What other thing?
2: Uh, the Microsoft, Microsoft surface. surface. Sorry, not yes. an iPad. Surface. I, uh, you can't scratch it.
0: That's what they say. <laughs> that's what they it's say. Better than an iPad. That's right. yeah. Yes. Melinda uh, Gates. Uh, thank you. Yeah.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> but everybody around him had one, except yes. for him. Right. He didn't have the Surface. It just everything looks bad. But I think I was judging him too hard because now you're hearing these stories about how the coaches are literally leaking that they hate him. Yeah. Like the coaches are like. Uh, listen, off the record, they're telling these media people, it like, sounds like Hugh Jackson back there, by the way. Uh, <laughs> off the record, we all hate Dwayne Haskins. We don't want him in there. Go ahead and read or go ahead and write that. Just don't say it came from me. So then they're writing, uh, Coaches hate Dwayne Haskins. Front office loves him. Do you think Dwayne Haskins has any chance in this Redskins organization? I mean, it looks like they are set up for failure forever as long as it continues to run the way it runs.
2: Pat, let me ask you about your organization for a second because the way you were gesturing just brought me to this point. Less accurate right now. Dwayne Haskins, or that caricature of your face on the monitor. Who is that guy? Is that that CT from the real world? Who is that? For those
0: that aren't watching at home that are just listening, uh, our particular logo has uh, the Pat McAfee show with my face on it. This is on the side of a truck that we drive around. Oh, yeah. This thing is everywhere. And this is actually the third edition, and it was created hours before we went live on mm-hmm. the last day. There were two that were scrapped prior to that. Oh yes. What did those look like? One looked like Baker Mayfield <laughs> yeah, and yeah. then the
2: next one kind of looked like a mix of you
0: two, right? Yes. There. Mm-hmm. Actually, a tie in Caliber. Remember Bre-
2: when when Brady was in court and they did the chalk <laughs> sketch? <laughs> Why is Theon Greyjoy sitting in for Tom Brady? What is that? We got that artist. Is that true? <laughs> <What>? <laughs> look at the Pat McAfee show on the zone. Look at you, yeah, all gummy and everything. That, you're much better looking than
0: that. Oh, no, thank you. That means a lot. Uh, that is a tough looking me there. But to be honest, my face is not what we're here for.
2: Is that true? Your takes. Yes. Yes.
0: Yeah, takes on takes, take land.
2: You, you're a next-door neighbor on this floor. You know you are like the cool neighbor who has parties next to Good Morning Football.
0: Well, the funny thing about that is our party, if it was to be judged strictly by the things that we're allowed to have inside of it, yep. like the green room, for instance, oh, geez. it would be one-eighth of your guys' green room. <laughs> we actually take your bagels, cut them in half, and put <laughs> them on our side. Yeah. <laughs> that happens. We get
3: the table scraps from you guys' as well. Alex took friend. a bite out of it, yeah. and that's what you guys get? Yeah, pretty much. Is Good
0: Morning wow. Football
2: always here? No, it's been like five different places. But it's been here for a year. We started in the West Side, and then we were in Times Square. Now we're here. But we move a lot. They thought your show was going to get canceled. Is that it's possible, it, yes. Originally? It, should, it probably should have been, yeah. yeah. We're a miracle. Walking miracle.
0: Yeah, but right now you guys have found nothing but success. It's a great morning show. I enjoy watching it.
2: Thanks, man. People seem to like it. I, I don't... I don't get too caught up in ratings or any of that stuff, but people like it. It's a dangerous place to be the thing that people like, but maybe the ratings aren't robust. Then you get like freaked and geeks sometimes. You know what I mean? There's a lot of shows like that. Oh, the
0: analytics and stats, because you yeah. guys probably crush on the internet,
2: I'd assume. Yeah, I mean, the Twitter stuff is good. And Mondays are... Like, today's show, it's just highlights for three hours. It mm-hmm. brings me back to when I was a kid and I would watch Web Gems with Charlie Steiner or whatever it was. Highlights are undefeated. Nobody ever turns off highlights. So we just do that for three hours and we crack pop culture jokes. It's awesome. Is it uh,
0: Baker Mayfield's AFC North right now?
2: Yeah, yeah. You think? I, I took the vow like back in July. I said, this is what's going to happen. The thing's going to start terrible, and either he and Odell are going to scream at each other, or he's going to have some bad Twitter episode, or Freddie Kitchens is going to suck, and everyone's going to jump off. Everyone, it just took one week. The loss to the Titans are like, ha-ha, you guys suck. I took a vow. I'm standing by him. I still believe in him. Because I actually think Nick Chubb right now is their best player. He's incredible.
0: Absolutely incredible. And Freddie Kitchens had to go cook in the kitchen and figure out a way That's to what get I'm him saying. the ball. You know
2: what? I'm glad you brought that up, Pat. I took another vow that obviously you didn't, that when they hired Freddie Kitchens, um I'm not going to make any kitchen-related puns. Why? Because they're just Burleson makes all of them, and they're so easy. Especially yeah. since, like, you know, when they started off, even the Browns didn't have clean lines. Or they didn't have an open concept. Like it was like a bad kitchen. Nate makes all of them, so I took a vow not to make any. You obviously did not. No, a lot take, of kitchen puns. No,
0: I don't take vows. <laughs> the only thing I take vows about is if somebody draws my face, it doesn't look <laughs> like. Them.
2: So, I can say, look, I'm better in person than I am they on the They took side of a vow court. to make the host the big guy from Sum 41, and they did it. There he is. You're in too deep, Pat. I don't know who that is. Nah, it's, he looks sounded like that guy. Um, your take on the NFL right
0: now? We're in a good spot, I think. Each week, now granted, there's been blowouts, which isn't normal because like 85% of games are normally one-score games, so there has Mm -hmm. been some blowouts. But man, that Bills-Patriots game yesterday, you're just talking about there is a chance really for good football here for the rest of the season. I'm excited about it.
2: Today, my take on the whole NFL, I didn't know this was the case, but I stumbled into it. Today is Moral Victory Monday. There's a lot of that going around where people are saying – Yeah, well, look, the Lions, uh, they played really well. They almost won. And the Bills almost beat the Patriots, which I just think is so unbelievably pathetic. It drives me crazy. And these Lions fans are saying, why aren't you talking more about how well we played? Because you lost. Because you were at home and turned it over a bunch of times. You should have beaten Mahomes. You had him, and you blew it. Ty?
3: Yeah, I mean, there's no such thing as a good loss in the NFL. Well, I mean, sometimes there is. No, there isn't. But uh, uh, the Lions, that, that definitely is not one of them. you got to win that football and game. And the Bills?
0: They nobody's going to gonna remember that the Lions held the Chiefs up against the ropes. In like three to four weeks from now, nobody's going to be like, oh, you remember when Matt Patricia and the Lions had them up against the ropes there and then they fumbled on the goal line no, no. and gave up 100 hundred?" No one's going to remember that.
2: No one's going to remember that. Is anybody going to remember that, oh, man, the Bills' defense was really good and Brady didn't play well and they almost won with Matt Barkley? No, they're not. you got to win the game. Brady played one of the worst games of his career and they lost a home to him. It's uh,
0: terrible. Blocked pump, by the way, to the house, which was an outsmarted okay. situation,
2: by the way. I want to ask you about this. What's your take? Let me hear.
0: Oh, so the Buffalo Bills, um... Their gunner was left unblocked, right? So there was a nine-man box with their New England Patriots. So the New England Patriots must have seen something in uh, in film on the Buffalo Bills that whenever you get a nine-man box, which means you're leaving one of the gunners unmarked, that they don't bring down their gunner to add the block. Some people bring down the gunner to add protection, Mm -hmm. or it's the punter's right to throw the ball straight to the wide-open person. We did this in Jerry World. I threw it to Dewey McDonald. He dropped it, but the person came hot off the edge, so he was left uncovered. We threw it, but forever and ever after that, no team will bring somebody off because they know that I could throw the ball to the gunner. So with the Buffalo Bills, they apparently had never shown that they would throw it. They showed that they would never bring the guy down there to block, and they just got outsmarted. The left wing on film, I think, during the game was circled for not picking up his mm-hmm. block. But if you watch the Buffalo Bills punt team, they want to zone, which means they're supposed to pick up two people. And the guy did the Holy Cross method where he just opened his arms up like this. do boom, bang, boom, touchdown, Matthew Slater, greatest gunner in the history of football. It's just a classic outsmarted situation. So for everything that the Buffalo Bills did right on defense and everything they did right, not letting Tom Brady just Tom Brady the hell out of them. They just couldn't pick it up in that third phase of special teams. They get outsmarted by Belichick. And that's why, in my head, yesterday's game was, if you can't beat the Patriots then, when can you? It's it just you can't. Because if the offense stinks, the other two sides of the ball will pick it up. That defense is not being talked about enough. Everybody's talking about the Chicago Bears defense. Nobody's talking about the Patriots defense. Mm-hmm. It was awesome to watch their special teams win them that game, though, which I I'm think I'm so they glad did.
2: they're all over that because that we ran the highlight a million times this morning. I wanted to pause it on the punt because – Tell me, is it not incumbent upon some special teams captain who's on that punt team to see that the gunner is uncovered and to call bingo or alert or something? And you have to throw him the so ball wide it's it's right
0: open. It's either directly on the punter; he's got to do it. Who sees it, or the PP, the guy who's making the cadence, who is Personal normally protector. five yards. Yes, there you go, five yards behind the ball. It's either his job to bring the gunner down, like "Hey, need you Get to in pick here, up? We need to help. We need to help." Or it's his job to be like give a little ass pat or something, like "Hey, throw that ball out there." But they're also backed up in their own end. So you got a lot of coaches that are scared to do. It, right? Because if he throws that ball to somebody that's not used to catching the ball and they drop it, that's a touchdown the other way for the New England Patriots. A la what happened to us against the Dallas Cowboys. Mm-hmm. When I threw it to Dewey, we dropped it. All of a sudden, the ball, uh, Cowboys don't have the ball on the 18-yard line. They went on to win by 50. And a lot of people would point <laughs> at that exact moment to be the role of the tide there whenever it all changed. And that's the
2: right play. He just didn't right catch play, it. Yes. Matt, if you're that punter, that Bill's punter, and you're like, oh my god, the gunner's uncovered. Right. Aren't you dying to get the ball yes. so you can throw it to him?
0: If you watch back, throw it? If you watch back the Cowboys rep where I yeah. threw it, as soon as I saw that guy come, you see me like step up a yard almost. I'm like, well, here we go. This has been all those years of backyard football in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. All the pickup football that you played at college. All the scout team quarterback you ran. Now is your moment to deliver a dime in Jerry World on primetime television because a defense thought you couldn't do it. That's basically what the defense is saying, by the way.
2: McAfee's not going to make that throw. They're not
0: going to make the throw. They're scared to do that. They're scared to do anything. That's what the Patriots said to the Bills yesterday, and they were, and they got a touchdown out of it, which ended up being the difference in the game. I also, Slater's
2: first ever touchdown, ever.
3: He yeah. had one. He cool. deserves it. I yes. wouldn't mind seeing the punter sling it a little bit because, on the other hand, I mean, Josh Allen stinks at <laughs> quarterback. <laughs> good, good idea. Good H-back, you know, good tight end, maybe. He is a <laughs> terrible quarterback. Yeah, that was really bad. That was,
2: this is this whole, like, I always refer to, like, um at holidays, you know how you'll have, like, There's the grown-up table where they got, like, scotch and roast beef. (laughs) And then there's the kids' table where it's, like, graham crackers and juice boxes and everything. Like, the Bills were just escorted back to the kids' table and given some dinosaur-shaped chicken fingers by the Patriots. I I hate
0: it. I still think the Bills are a very good team, though. I still think they're going to do Now, granted, with Matt Barkley at the helm, I'm not exactly sure. I think he's proven a lot. Josh Allen not proving to be an incredible quarterback, but I think he has something that can win them some games. But that defense is very good. I I don't know what's going to happen. But that is a game where... We asked last week, who is more likely to win in the undefeated matchups? Mm-hmm. The Lions are over the Chiefs or the Bills over the Patriots? The poll of the people that we put out, over 15,000 votes, the poll of the people said the Bills are more likely to beat the Pats than the Lions are to beat the mm-hmm. Chiefs, strictly because everybody hates the Patriots. 100%. If we go straight by scores... We were right. Yeah, the Lions were more likely to beat the Chiefs, but neither team got the win, which is exactly what we thought. We move on to another week. The Patriots, Chiefs, still undefeated, and keep it rolling.
2: They want, the storyline we all want as consumers of the NFL—we want like to see the Patriots era end, just because it'd be fascinating. I like them, but to see that domination, the AFC East end—that's something to talk about, to sink our teeth into here. And is it going to be one of these Josh Allen, Josh Rosen, or Sam Darnold? Like those aren't going to be the guys. Those aren't the King Slayers. It's not happening.
0: Josh Allen, Josh Rosen, Sam Darnold—those are the guys. Come That's on. the division. They're right the now. end of the empire. Yikes. Get out of here. Tom Brady's eating his avocado ice cream, <laughs> his weird chocolate, talk- petting his hairless cat, whatever he's got, <laughs> <laughs> talking to Guerrero. That's it. He's like, do you see around the division? We might. I'm going to play until fifty. Absolutely, I'm going to play until I'm fifty. Do you see these teams that they're stacking up around us? Yeah. I mean, one guy gets mono. <laughs> I mean, who does that? Then Josh Allen gets concussed out of nowhere because he is an athlete. A lot of people, Bills. Players were not happy about that.
2: And no, they were pissed off.
0: They they were talking about how that guy, there's no place in the game for that. I think that was a victim of circumstance there on both sides. I, I think Josh jo- John Jones, I think his name was? Something. I'm-
2: Justin Jones. I'm, I actually don't remember his name. J Jones. Jones. Yeah, JJ. Mr. Jones. Yep. Mr. Jones. The Counting Crows. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> <Exactly> right, <laughs> he was he was kind of bad position there because the guy was taking Josh Allen down and Josh didn't slide. Yeah. Josh was trying to make a play and he just so had, he didn't lead with his helmet like Vontez perfect He kind of did a shoulder thing there. So I respect the overreaction because it's your guy, your franchise quarterback. But for me, that was nowhere near like a disgusting nah. volatile shot. I don't, don't
3: most special. I don't even think the hit was what. You know, really gave him the concussion. It was his head bouncing off the turf like a basketball. I think that's what you that's know. Tough. I think that's where. the... And they have no concussion. NBA team in
2: Buffalo. No, exactly. But Mr. Jones also did a little bit of posturing afterwards. Yeah, he hit
3: a little flex,
2: and that optic is never good in football. Which, just for future reference, I've never hit somebody
0: like that. Right. I mean, I had one hit, but I was probably concussed as well because I led with my helmet. On, <laughs> I remember that. Point. On Trinidad on Holiday, the sideline,
2: right? Yeah. On Trinidad Holiday, who's like four for three. That's the guy you hit. Uh, he's he's Olympic sprinter. <laughs> I would hit your ass too if you were there. <laughs> of
0: course, <they're laughs> but, a giant head. I'm but, easy. Yeah, me too. But the um, I didn't get a chance to flex there. My. I have a couple of regrets. I wish I jumped on. over the Oakland Raiders middle linebacker during a fake field goal instead of trying to hit a spin move on him. I should have just jumped right over top of I him. Remember that? That is a regrettable move by me. And the other one is that I didn't flex on a sideline in front of Peyton Manning's big ass head and John Fox right there on the sideline. It was
2: on the Broncos sideline, not the Colts. Right in front of John Fox. Oh, I mean, that was so
0: good. Yeah, it was incredible. Eric Decker was over there like celebrating. I mean, <laughs> was it was he? yeah, it was a good moment. Handsome
2: man. <laughs> Very, handsome. Very handsome. I'm happy he's done with football, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think he wrapped it up. He and his wife have the whole thing going, their reality show or something. Yeah.
0: What I've learned from those guys that have uh, reality TV shows: once you start seeing some money from somewhere else, it's hard to want to go out there and just get crushed. Yeah. Unless you're Tom Brady.
2: Yeah. Or yeah. Something long. Well, ones. yeah. I mean, like Cutler, he gets paid to look at his deer stands on TV. It sounds great. Hey. Cutler
0: was murdered by the media. Probably you included. Sure. You guys probably buried him for a long time, and now he is shining as a human that people want to hang out with. Isn't that amazing? Smoke and Jay Cutler used to be the joke of everything. Like, oh, this guy doesn't care about his team. He doesn't care about anything. Bad body language. Oh, yeah, bad body language like Dwayne Haskins, <laughs> and then you watch this reality show you're like, this guy's the best human on Earth. <laughs> That's true.
2: I, the only bigger comeback, I think, was in this city and was A-Rod. A-Rod became like this darling who's married to Jennifer Lopez and was a pariah. People didn't want to talk about him.
0: I don't want to dive into it because yeah. I don't like to promote anything that's bad, but that screwball documentary I guess is pretty bad yeah.
3: for Doesn't people. look great for A-Rod.
0: I, that's why I won't watch it.
3: But he's addressed all that stuff, you know, so it's kind of like, eh, whatever. But yeah, he, he doesn't come off great in that. Hmm.
0: Did you watch it? hmm Because you're a big baseball guy. You, yep.
3: You was it about big the roids and, and all that stuff? Yeah, it's, I'm it's, not it's, it's all about Balco. And, is that true? Uh, yeah.
0: It's, it's, the, the dude who did Cocaine Cowboys did
2: it. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I once heard there was a report about A-Rod and his usage where someone advised him, allegedly, that when you're doing a urine test... Don't capture the beginning of it. Capture mid-stream, midstream, not beginning and not end because it's different. And I'm like, that is so disgusting and so insipid that they would get that deep into it, but that's apparently the depths the thing went.
3: Yeah, it's how you beat a drug test. How?
2: What? Uh, you said it's disgusting? Yes. We're talking about P. <laughs> yeah.
0: I would argue that. I probably know like 14 to 15 guys that tried that method. Oh, out yeah. oh that's ever. common
2: knowledge? Oh, well, yeah. when the
0: annual test comes yeah, out, right? So it's annual tests for the NFL. It's an annual street drug test. Okay. So once you get tested one time, you're clear for the rest of the year. And everybody knows that it's be- literally between April 20th, 420, the NFL is hilarious, and the first week of training camp. Once you get tested in that batch there, you're clear forever. Some guys don't get clean for that 421 because they don't expect to be on the first group. right? And they're like, uh, your name gets called out by the trainer. You've been selected for your annual drug test whenever my name was called literal celebration from the rest of my teammates like congrats pat like thank you man oh, awesome. i would even get comments from the coaches like uh pat are we good you good? <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're all good. This is actually really good as well. Congratulations. This I'm is like, gonna be a good one. Yeah, thank you. I'm like, yeah, we're all good, we're all good. But some of my teammates, right, would be like, oh man, I'm, I'm like screwed. A, I'm like a week and a half, maybe two weeks out. Not and enough. then the common answer was midstream? Get the midstream pee. Yeah, not the Is beginning. that
2: a wives tale? Does it
0: work? I have no idea. I have never had to do it personally. I, I've never had to do that, but that is something that is talked about very well. So the fact that you were just like, oh, disgusting. Yeah, I'm like, oh okay. wow, well, take it easy, Kyle. I think a lot of guys are getting <laughs> by their weed tests on an annual basis. Well
2: business. if it works, guys. God bless them. I hope it works. I find myself thinking about it sometimes when I'm urinating. This is right when I would capture it. You know, I think about things like as I'm melting the ice at a pub. You know, and I'm thinking this is the perfect scream. I'm a weird guy. It
0: is interesting (laughs) to have to pee in front of another human is already interesting. Yeah, but then to somehow act like you've missed the cup at the beginning. Because that's the only way that you could possibly get in there midstream. Because the guy is watching you pee,
2: and he knows you're pulling a midstream, right? Yeah, he has to classic be like, midstream. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: I heard about this, don't you? Hey, it's going on your record. I know what you're doing. You better get the end of that tail end of that pee too. <laughs> because um. if
2: I'm not mistaken, it's to your point. It's also the end of the stream mm-hmm. could be contaminated. Only the mid sweet spot. So you have to start out, go in, and then re-disengage towards the end of the urination.
0: Yeah, it's a big deal. These Damn. drug tests are a big deal. I've been tested all over the country in different hotels in front of people. I mean, it's just a whole different animal. You and
2: the person is literally standing. there. There's no partition. No, They no. see everything. Shirt to nipples. They see your anatomy, all that? Shirt to nipples. Uh-huh. Pants to ankles. That's the rules. So you can't use the Ontario Smith, the whizinator thing, Yeah, right? that's
0: why. So you have to do it. And they even give you like a little, uh, all right, spread it real quick. All right, so anything can drop out of the old butthole. You have to spread it quick? Yeah, you do like a little spread thing real oh, quick.
2: Oh, man. I for was tested, weed?
0: I was tested um, eight times a month for 27 months. Yeah, And it wasn't for re- weed. It was all street drug tests. Because when I got uh, arrested for the public intoxication, yeah. you automatically go into the substance of abuse program. So I went in immediately. And for 27 months, I was tested eight times a month all over the place. So I got people in Georgia that see my dong. I got mm-hmm. people in Vegas, Pittsburgh, <laughs> California, you name it. I've been tested no everywhere, kidding. Yeah. And it just gets to a point where you're like just... All right, let's do this thing, man. Yeah. Take off my shirt here in this hotel lobby bathroom that you just called me down
2: to. I'm at the Radisson. A I remember when um, when the the public intoxication happened. I was working for Rome at the time, and we did like a whole riff on it. Did you? Yeah. yeah I'm sorry. Sure I, I mean, I guess. Uh, yeah, you brought I it up
0: 10:39. Got to get to a break. It really sucks, Kyle
2: Brandt. Just uh, out
0: of time. Man, that's a shame. Um, your Good Morning Football is incredible. You were really good on there too, dude. I would
2: love to be part of this anyway. We're always neighbors. You need if somebody. Bails on you, you lose a guest, me and Nader Peter will come in anytime you want.
0: You guys should. It's a We're good right th- here. It helps me out a lot. You know, because Ty, incredible human, I'm around him 24 7. So Seems like not. a good guy. Great hey, guy. I appreciate yeah. that. No From problem. Waterloo, Iowa, was a big fan of Rome and you. That's mm-hmm. awesome.
2: That's awesome. I am too. We can do a recurring segment called For the Brands if you want. Like, and I can give, give you takes if Don't you want. Don't try to junk my thing.
0: <laughs> Here's something we haven't talked about yet Dallas Cowboys offense last night stunk. Bad. Came out at halftime, thought they made some adjustments, had good tempo, got the ball moving, rolling down the field. Here we go. This is the offense we've been used to seeing the last three weeks. Granted, their opponents last three weeks have been bad. Bad football teams. Yeah. Everybody thought Dak Prescott was this new passer, found his new thing. Kellen Moore is the offensive juggernaut whiz kid that everybody needed for the future. Last night, people were wondering, did they come back down to earth or did, did they just have a bad night in New Orleans, which is a tough place to play? I say this. I think it's going to be interesting watching Kellen Moore, who appears to be a 13, 14-year-old, have to deal with a lot of criticism that's going to come his way after struggling last night. Is Dak Prescott still going to stand by his guy, Kellen Moore, with a terrible game plan to take on the New Orleans Saints last night, while Dak Prescott is trying his absolute best to earn a massive contract from the Dallas Cowboys and Jerry Jones? Will Lutz of the Saints had a massive game, winning that one all by himself, basically, against the Dallas Cowboys on Sunday night football he spelled Will with one L he handed out another one last night let's call him We Lutz I am a big fan of what Will Lutz did I like that the Saints have been able to maneuver and win games without Drew Brees Sean Payton is a smart play decision or a play drawer playmaker play caller with Teddy Bridgewater's strength being a little bit shorter passes a little bit more precision passes wearing two gloves last night interesting Caught a couple low snaps. I was like, good idea there with the two gloves. Mm -hmm. Don't know how you get any feel on the ball with two gloves, but maybe that's why not a lot of quarterbacks do it. But uh, Teddy Bridgewater's getting some wins. I think, though, that now is the time that Jerry Jones slides in like Chris Collinsworth, right into Dak Prescott's agent, and he goes, Listen, you want to talk about this contract now, or do we want to continue to let this thing slide? And Dak Prescott's agent's like, oh, he had one bad game. You think that that's going to persuade us away from saying he deserves a couple hundred million? Well, I'm just letting you know. One bad game can become two. Don't handcuff me and not allow me to even give you guys any money. I would assume that Jerry Jones will start negotiating with Dak on a long-term contract, specifically now more than ever before, but I don't think it's time to call it off on the Dallas Cowboys. I don't think now is the time to lose faith in the Dallas Cowboys. That defense is incredible. I like the way the defense plays. Their special teams is solid, and if Dak Prescott and Kellen Moore could get back on the same page and make that offense a little bit hum a little bit more. Without a fumble, by the way, I think Zeke was down there. I, I, I don't know how yeah. they called that, and they went to review and called it still a fumble. But I don't think the time is now to bail on the Dallas Cowboys. I like the Dallas Cowboys, but I am intrigued to see how Kellen handles this criticism that is a bound to come due to them being a massive team in the country.
3: Well, and we'll see what happens this week. They got a somewhat of a tough game. The, the Packers have a little extra time to prepare mm. here. But on the flip side of that, they also have that Swiss cheese run – defense, so we'll see. I mean, this could be a big Zeke game. I don't know if uh, Dak necessarily has to do that much against the Packers. Well,
0: and that's what we've seen in years past, right, is Zeke, 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 feed Zeke with the bowl and the spoon and the whole thing. This year, Dak Prescott wanted to prove that the team was him, mostly because going into the season, they didn't know if they were going to have Zeke. Mm -hmm. So they thought Dak would have to carry the team on his shoulders all night or all every, every single game. Zeke comes back, he's getting back into it. I don't think that was a fun play. It's just running over in my head so many times. I I think he was down. I I don't know how. These refs, by the way. Oh, my God. The optics of these refs in the NFL and the NFL Ref Union signing a new extension right now after how horrid the refs have been, the optically that is terrible. It makes it look like the refs have been holding out being good refs in their negotiation with the NFL, almost like, you see, you see, you see how much we control the game? You see how much we can control the game? Do you want to renegotiate now? Oh, you want us to review past interferences? No, no, no. I'm so sorry. Let's go ahead and renegotiate this CBA. The optics look terrible, but I don't think it's going to change them for from sucking, I think the refs are still going to suck. Uh, I think it's going to be tough, but for me, that Dallas Cowboys team I'm not giving up hope yet, but they are going to have a tough challenge against that Green Bay defense who before Thursday night showed up in a big way,
3: right? Yeah, I mean, the the I think the the story's kind of out with the Packers defense. If they're creating turnovers and getting to the quarterback, then they're in very good shape. If they're not, teams are just going to gash them up the middle and on the edges. I mean, it just I don't know, it'll be interesting, and, and all the stuff with the floor, we'll see what kind of game plan he has for Rodgers this week, because, I mean, this is a this is a big, big game. If the Packers lose this one... A lot of people are going to jump off that bandwagon. If they win, you know, it kind of reinforces the idea that they might be one of the teams to beat in the NFC. Let's stay
0: in that division. I am jumping hard on the Chase Daniels uh, bandwagon here. I know Zito's already on it. Mitchell Trubisky goes, Don, and everybody in Chicago breathes a deep sigh of relief. Okay, so he got hurt. We don't have to say it. Nagy doesn't have to say it. But now Chase Daniels steps in, and we have a defense that appears to be once in a lifetime. Mm -hmm. This defense seems generational. Now, granted, the Patriots' defense is not getting enough love. I think they're incredible. But this Chicago's defense controls game. This Chicago's defense wins games. This Chicago defense, Rex Ryan said it earlier, reminds him of the 2000 Baltimore Ravens defense that won Trent Dilfer a Super Bowl. Trent Dilfer's still getting TV jobs off of what that defense has done. No defense since then, has seemed to dominate games like this Chicago Bears defense. Khalil Mack, all the boys on that side of the ball, control what the other teams do. do. Now granted, Kirk Cousins... He is bad at football, but I don't think we should judge him against the Chicago Bears defense. Adam Thielen came out after the game and talked about how the pass game has to pick it up. We can't just rely on Dalvin Cook rushing for 400 yards a game. But against that Chicago Bears defense, I think it's a lot easier said than done. I think with Chuck Pagano pulling the strings, calling it after a year off of football and getting a chance to sit back and analyze and realign his love for the game, I think that Chicago Bears defense is clicking on all cylinders, and I would hate for them to waste it with a quarterback. who Mitchell Trubisky, I'm sure, is a good guy. I'm sure he has a chance to be a good quarterback. But right now, you can tell he's in his own head. He's overthinking things. And right now, that locker room, big dongs and all, they need a quarterback that can go out there and make plays for them. And I think Chase Daniel is that guy right now. He's been a backup for 45 years for a reason. The guy can sling the ball. He's going to make mature decisions. He's going to be a veteran. And hopefully that Chicago Bears defense with him can be something good because I love hearing Zito say, Bear, That a boy Z. (laughs) That a boy Z. Zito you on the mic still? Yes, sir. When Mitchell Trubisky went down, how did you feel? He went down, but I knew Chase Daniel would come on in and just tear it up. See, all of Chicago, there's no loyalty to Mitchell Trubisky. They see what everybody else sees. They see that that defense is unbelievable. They see that that defense put Mitchell Trubisky in an incredible position to score last week. That's why he had three touchdowns. They see that they finally might have a kicker, even though he has a pinched nerve in his knee somehow, which I never heard of. They see that they have a team that potentially has all the building blocks for success, again, in the midway. They are the monsters of the midway way. They would not want Mitchell Trubisky to get the Cody Parkey treatment and be the reason why they don't make the big play. I think everybody's happy that Chase Daniel gets a chance to step in here and make plays so they don't have to hate Mitchell Trubisky forever.
3: Yeah, I agree. I think the, the sentiment is kind of coming around in Chicago that, hey, Trubisky, the guy's probably a stooge. <laughs> probably a stooge out there. I not- will
0: say though, we just adapt and we thrive at all times, no matter Who? what quarterback we have. Who? Who? We always do. It's all, that's all we do here.
3: Well, you. All, but, the, I mean, you also, you, you score 16 points. I mean, the defense is responsible for a lot of that, and you don't have to worry about scoring a lot of points in a game like that because Kirk Cousins is possibly the worst quarterback in the history of football. <laughs>
0: Every every quarterback we've played, though, they're just the worst quarterback, though.
3: Uh, Well, Rodgers is pretty good, but outside of that. When
0: I say this, I think think the Bears are going to make a lot of people look bad. I think that Bears defense is next level. I just don't want them to waste it with a mediocre, talented quarterback. Learn from that 2000 Ravens team. If they would have had a good quarterback like Joe Flacco. (laughs) 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 I'm sorry. Instead of Trent Dilfer, mm-hmm. imagine how great that team could. We're talking about one of the all-time great teams in the history. Yep. But instead, you always say, you know, you can win with a great defense. You don't have to have a good quarterback. Remember Trent Dilfer. That's what you always say. Chicago doesn't need that with Mitchell Trubisky. Like, oh, remember when the Bears won with uh, Mitchell Trubisky, you know? Chase Daniel has a chance now. We'll see how that goes. The Chicago Bears fans have a lot of questions today. What are they about? Are they about loyalty, blind loyalty to Mitchell Trubisky, a man who looked like he got in some serious patently, yesterday. That tackle was nasty, but as soon as he went in, it sounded like all of Chicago. and We're in Indianapolis, so we're only a couple hour drive. Right? It sounded like there was a deep sigh of relief that they no longer have to fake like Mitchell Trubisky, mm-hmm. and now they can go on with one of the greatest defenses that has ever been assembled in NFL history. That's facts. That's not me just saying something purely because I'm friends with the D coordinator, Chuck Pagano. One of the greatest defenses in NFL history is potentially being wasted away by a quarterback that doesn't look to have confidence. Something happens. He has like the yips, it almost feels like. Mitchell Trubisky feels as if he doesn't feel as if Mitchell Trubisky can be great. He gets hurt Chase Daniel comes in, and all of a sudden, that team just picks it up. The offense starts rolling a little bit. The defense still continues to hunt. Pat O'Donnell's hitting 64-yard punts. It feels as if the same way that the Giants felt whenever Daniel Jones came in. It was this rebirth, a new freshness of life, and enlightenment. Bears fans are a loyal bunch. Mm-hmm. They're a rabid bunch. The Midway has been dying for good football for a long time. I mean, that was evident after Cody Parkey went doink-doink last year. Yep. The reactions, Barstool Carl's video is still one of the greatest videos I've ever seen in my entire life. Natural, raw reaction to that. So I feel like they feel as if they kind of got to act as if they still like Mitchell Trubisky. But if Chase Daniel has any success at all, if these next couple weeks they rattle off some wins, now that it's his offense, by the way, now that Matt Nagy, who's a creative play caller, a la Andy Mm Reid-esque, now that they're completely basing this all around Chase, what if Chase comes in here and dominates? If that's the case, Mitchell Trubisky, I'd like to introduce you to a guy named Mr. Wally Pip. Wally Pip. Wally Pip. I don't remember the exact player that came in. Lou Gehrig. Lou Garrett came in because Wally Pip was hung over, feeling a little sick. Wally Pip was the starter for a long time. He's like, you know what? Had a couple too many cocktails last night. I'm feeling a little bit of the uh, beer flu. Like, oh, don't worry about it. Take the day off. Luke Gehrig will come in. Luke Gehrig's still starting first baseman right now. <laughs> Wally Pip never saw the field again. That is potentially going to happen in Chicago if Chase has any success at all. If Chase has any success at all, what makes you think Nagy's going to be like, you know what? Our defense is rolling. Now our offense is rolling. Special teams is doing well. Let's go ahead and pull Chase out. Let's put Mitchell back in. Who Mitchell can by all accounts, was not feeling himself for the first couple weeks. I just think the Chicago Bears are set up for an interesting decision if Chase does well.
3: Yeah, I'm not so sure that when he went down with that shoulder, Bears fans weren't quietly like, oh, God, I hope his arm just detaches from his body and we can be done with him. I mean, there's, like, kind of like, there's kind of like a collective groan when you hear like, oh, he's only out for a month. Like, God damn it, I thought he was going to be out for the season. Is
0: that accurate, Zito? Did uh, you guys Not accurate. Uh, I would never wish harm on anybody. Well, wow, but harm already happened. It, it, harm already happened. Was there any thought in your mind, Viva Zito, who says he's from Chicago, says he's a Bears fan? Yes. Bear? God. Okay, Zito. So whenever Trubisky goes down, he's hurt. Chase comes in. You're telling me your first thought was, oh, it's a real shame. Like, you, you didn't go like, eh, eh, maybe eh, this is uh, works out better for everybody in the long run. I just said, I hope he doesn't drop the ball, and he didn't, and he scored toddy, and I was super
3: happy. Happy Chicago.
0: <laughs> we have a 12-year-old, Todd. <laughs> Zito sounds like a 12-year-old. Well,
3: he just said he was super happy, too, so he's super happy that he got hurt. Yeah, so he's not upset.
0: Exactly. It's like when Andrew Luck retired out of nowhere, he was booed off the field because of how upset and... um Disgruntled That the fans were mm-hmm. But now they've rallied Behind Jacoby Brissett If Jacoby was to go down Right now I think all of Indianapolis Would be upset again Mitchell Trubisky went down And Chase came in And you're not hearing
3: Anything today Like oh no We lost our guy No people are hammering Miller highlights. You know I mean They they love it They all love right? it They Bear that <laughs> hey, Chase Daniels
0: And no one booed though Like no one was booing Like how they For Andrew Luck you know Well he was injured Andrew Luck wasn't injured He retired That's very true yeah, you, Chicago, third largest city in the country, from what I've been told, Houston. Sometimes two. No, it's never two. It is actually never number two. It's actually going to be four from what I've been told. I got a chance to call the Houston to Lane game, and Houston told me that they're on that ass. They mm-hmm. are trying to reproduce at a rapid rate down there <laughs> to become number three city in America. But anyways, it's good for the NFL. It's good for everybody when the Chicago Bears are good at football. That defense is a -a once-in-a-generation football team. I hope they don't waste it, and I hope Chase takes the ball here and runs with it for a long time. Let's old Mitchie sit back and be happy and see what happens. But I would like for this Chicago Bears team to do some damage because I don't want the Trent Dilfer-Baltimore Ravens thing to happen where they're like, remember – Baltimore Ravens defense won a Super Bowl for Trent Dilfer. You don't have to have a great offense or anything
3: like that. Well, yeah, I I assume that you know, low key, you're kind of happy. It's like, well, if this guy goes out and performs very well, then we got to give him a contract, kind of like Kirk Cousins. And how are we sure that he isn't just? Kirk Cousins light. I mean, you know, you got Chase Daniel, then he you can get a more team friendly contract for him. Because he's old. Exactly. You still have this dominating defense that's going to be winning you most games. Like the offense isn't isn't what's, you know, moving the moving the yardstick there. It's the defense.
0: That is an interesting thought about the contract and everything like that. Because Kirk Cousins look like he just went in to Minnesota with a mask on and robbed them. Yeah. That's exactly what it looks like. Yeah. Now granted that Bears defense is going to give a lot of people trouble. But Kirk Cousins on numerous occasions has figured out a way to look like an awful quarterback whenever his team needs him to and they're paying him 84 million guaranteed or something like that. That's a lot of cash. These contracts, they don't they're incredible for humans. They're always like Yeah, you get broken off. Yeah, you get paid. But expectations come exactly with your dollar amount. Whenever I was going through my negotiation with a general manager who absolutely hated me, despised me, everything like that, probably for good reason. I mean, it's neither here nor there. But when we were talking about the contract with my people, whoever they were at the time— And the conversation was like, well, you got to get a deal that sets a standard for the next punter behind you. You got to get a deal that sets a standard for the next punter behind you. And I was thinking, yeah, but I got to get a deal too where if I have a little bit of trouble, for a couple of weeks, I'm not automatically on the chopping block. Right. Like if I have three weeks where I'm not hitting the ball well, and I'm at a f- high price, everybody's going to be calling for my head. That's just what happens with contracts. Mm-hmm. So whenever you sign an $84 million deal like Kirk Cousins did, all guaranteed or whatever it is, people are automatically expecting things out of you, whether you like it or not. Right. I mean, that's just the way it is, and I would assume Kirk Cousins has underperformed, and I would assume if Mitchell Trubisky gets that same type of payday, people in Chicago will be like, we're paying them how much to do what? No way. No no way.
3: I think Kirk Cousins is underperformed to the point where if they tried to trade him right now, the only thing they're getting back is like a bag of balls and a kicking tee. Like I don't think anyone is even willing to to give a draft pick for him. Yes. Yeah. I mean, he stinks. I don't think so He's terrible. He's bad, dude. He's bad.
0: All right. Now it's time for America's new favorite. Well, I guess the Globe's new favorite segment. Yep. People are saying.
3: People are saying. That's an incredible intro. It really is. Uh, All right, Pat. People are saying that Vontez Burfik should never be able to play in an NFL game again after trying to take off Jack Doyle's head this weekend.
0: Uh, it's not even the fact that he t- tried to take off Jack Doyle's head. It was... He was trying to paralyze Jack Doyle, it looked like.
3: Certainly seemed like. He, he
0: it. literally had his head down, straight spear, trying to go right at Jack Doyle's head. In the optics of Vontez Berfic, jogging off the field, waving, smiling, blowing kisses. Now, this is either his 12th or 13th time being uh, fined or suspended. Chris Mortensen said that the league is looking into suspending him for the rest of the season. Mm-hmm. For me, this is especially tough because Greeny raised this question earlier today. Is this something that the players should come out and say, listen, we don't want this guy in our league anymore? This is a guy who has taken numerous cheap shots on people. This is a guy that although his teammates love him, everybody else is like, hey, this guy is a dirtbag. This guy takes cheap shots. This guy is trying to clean people out. This guy is potentially going to leave Jack Doyle's of the world paralyzed if they just so happen to accidentally go across the middle. I don't know if the players should do that because I don't think the players are in that world. I don't know how the NFL is going to handle this. They're thinking about a year-long suspension, which I think duly noted, especially with his past. But for me, as a player, I can respect the fact that he's an old-school guy. You know? Mm -hmm. If you come across the middle against our defense, you're going to get lit up. But that's just not the game anymore. The game isn't like that. The game isn't going in and out of commercial breaks with people that are headhunting other people. The game has changed because analytics has showed us that the future of football players isn't exactly a bright one, especially whenever headshots are happening on a regular basis. Mike Webster, who's a noted incredible football player, ended up under a bridge because of a brain injury. that he says, what that doctors say happened in a football game. I think the more and more we learn about the future of the NFL players, and the more and more we learn about the brain and how precious it is, the more and more harsh we should be on things like this. And if Vontez Perfect can't adapt to the game now, I do think there's no place for him. It's like, hey man, we get it, you're a tough guy. We get it that your teammates love you. We get it that you want to make the opposing team's life as miserable as possible. But what happens if Jack Doyle is paralyzed there, which is something that has happened in football, yeah. could have happened with that particular hit, now what? Jack Doyle, just because he had to catch a ball over the middle against the Oakland Raiders, who just had a baby and a wife, now he can't walk forever because Vontez perfect who's smiling and waving on his way out of the stadium, just refused refuses to learn that there's a strike zone now in the way you hit people. You can't use your helmet as a weapon. You have to use your shoulder pads. For me, it's just one of those things where it's like, come on, Vontez. You're a good enough football player to adapt. You're liked well enough by the team that you're on. Come on, man. It's just to the point where it's like, enough. We respect that you're a hard-hitting football player, but there has to come a time where you look out for other people other than just yourself. And that's the game of football, by the way. You're putting a lot of trust in people that they're going to take care of you and live within the guidelines of the game and it feels like Vontez Perfect just can't do it.
3: Yeah. Accrued two point two million dollars in fines too. You gotta think at some point when does that start to become an issue for him.
0: Well if the money won't do it and the suspensions won't do it and the stats that show like your hits that you're laying out to people are potentially ruining people's future, what will get through? I have no idea. Him the thing that made me most mad about yesterday, no granted, Jack Doyle, good friend of mine, mm-hmm. Jack Doyle started out as my blindside wing on the punt team before he went on to become an incredibly wealthy tight end for the Indianapolis Colts. He was just a guy that was an undrafted free agent that we picked up from the Titans, put him on the punt team, and all he did was work his ass off to where he is now. But if Jack Doyle ends up paralyzed, which it looked like could have happened with that hit, or Vontes, who's just yeah. leading with the top of his head, it's like, is it worth it? It's not. I think Vontes is athletic enough. I think he's talented enough to change the way he plays, but it just feels like he's never going to. It just feels like he's a guy that just won't get it. He just refuses to understand that this game is much bigger than just him, and although we appreciate the hits and his contribution to the game, it's like, come on, dude, get over it. I assume they're going to suspend him for the league uh, season. I think they probably have to. Well said. All right, Thank Pat. You. Hey, appreciate it. Uh, that's a real thing, though. Yeah, it really is. Because it's like, come on, man. Literally, come on, man. Why would you do that? There's no reason. Jack was already getting tackled too, so it was just like he was like teeing off on a guy. It's like, I respect the fact that you're a football player and you have that killer instinct, just like in UFC where the guy's out cold and they still jump on top of him. Mm-hmm. But it's like you're going to injure yourself or somebody else, and we just don't need that.
3: right Exactly, now. the
0: game don't need that right now. No, they don't. Now, people are saying that. People are saying this. Vontez Perfect has been suspended for the rest of the year by the NFL. Wow. We have some breaking news. So Mike Greenberg's question about should the NFL players step up and say, hey, you're not welcome in our league anymore, they didn't even get a chance to say anything. Old Commissioner Goodell in the NFL grabbed a hammer from Thor, slugged that thing down, hit the hell out of a table, and said, "Vontez Perfect, we are sick of the way you play football. You tried to decapitate Jack Doyle. This is the 13th time you've been involved in these types of situations. That makes a baker's dozen, and there will be no more for you this year. Will the Raiders or another team keep him on their team next year? Potentially, but I think this particular year, since he's suspended by the way, he can't be around the team. He can't be at the team facility. He's going to have to sit away. Is he going to go to a tackling guru, somebody to teach him how to play a different style of football? I doubt it. Is this the end of on Berfic's career I think we could all argue yes do I hate that that's the case I think he could have been a great football player, but not being able to adapt to the new NFL, not being able to adapt knowing that the rules are the rules because of studies and analytics that show the health and benefit of future football players is on the line. I think this is a uh, see you later. Game's better without him.
3: And I think, like you mentioned earlier, if he doesn't leave the field acting like a horse's ass, blowing kisses to him and everything and almost like celebrating it, then maybe they look at it a little little bit differently. But it's like, all right, well, screw this guy. You know, he's a jerk. Uh, he's a stooge, he's a sellout, get him off the field. <laughs>
0: Anytime you can get a stooge or a sellout in, by the way, I
3: like it. I've tried to work it in a couple times today. The moment just wasn't right. Yeah, you can't force it. No, you can't.
0: You can't force a, a good thing there. And stooge and sellout is a good thing. But when you're talking about Vontez perfect, you're talking about a stooge and sellout. I wonder what the Raiders are thinking now. Because the Raiders, if you look at their roster— by the way, they played incredible against they the Colts did. yesterday. Colts are very banged up. When you don't have T.Y. Hilton, who is the most underrated, underappreciated wide receiver in the NFL, and you don't have Darius Leonard, and you don't have all these guys, it's going to be a tough task to get a win anyways. But the Oakland Raiders played good football yesterday. Mm -hmm. And whenever I was looking at their roster as they walked into Lucas Oil Stadium, it was funny to me. Richie Incognito was voted the dirtiest football player in the game for like five years running whenever he was at Buffalo. Vontaze Burfitt got that title like four or five years in a row as well. They have a combined decade worth of worst, dirtiest football players in the league on the same roster. You would think... That maybe, as you get older, you can learn not to be that. You can learn and appreciate other players a little bit. But hey, hard-teaching old dog new tricks. Vontez Perfect goes headhunting with the top of his helmet, uses his helmet as a spear, as a weapon, tries to decapitate and paralyze Jack Doyle, and now the NFL, the Shield, has said, no longer will you be doing that in our league. Get the hell out. And uh, that's a pretty big decision by the NFL, by the way. Whoa! I feel like we covered everything, Ty.
3: Yeah. We We did, did. didn't we?
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Pretty much. Can't wait to get back to Indiana and record with the boys. We are so lucky to be living this life, and we hope you're enjoying the hell out of it with us. We're so thankful for everybody here at the SNY studio who has made our job very easy. They made the studio freezing fucking cold, which I like. Mm Mm-hmm. I like it nice and chilly in here. Feels great. We're 50 floors up, but it feels like we're at home because of the way people have treated us here, and we're very thankful for that. Yep. Little do they know right now, I got a shark on my crotch. You do? Yep. I got a shark on my crotch right now. Doing what? Well, there's a new sponsor of our show, and when I say this, I mean this. I went to the website, I started snooping around, and I pulled the trigger on everything they had. Okay. Let me tell you about Shinesty. Okay, let me tell you about Shinesty. They talk about this hammock support for the kit and caboodle here for these boxer briefs, Mm -hmm. and a hammock would obviously be, you know, the banana that's being hammocked. Correct. And they are 100% accurate. This hammock support is spacious, supportive, and it gives the boys the space and security they need like it's nothing you've ever experienced. Mm -hmm. You need to know that. I could have read that on their website, but I'm actually getting to feel it right now with the way these hammocks are fitting around my kit and caboodle. The designs are all unique, hilarious patterns. That you have to see to believe. You want a shark like I have on your crotch? Check. Shaughnessy's got it. How about a bald eagle? Check. How about tasteful solids instead? Check. Other one-of-a-kind patterns. Imprints. Check. Literally anything you could possibly want to wear on your undercarriage? Shaughnessy's the a one-stop shop for that. They got it. Think about whenever I walk into the bedroom with that bald eagle on my crotch and my fiance sees me. She doesn't laugh. No, no, no. She knows that it's about to be a little Patriot Freedom Boner time. Mm-hmm. It's about to take flight. I have the shark on now, so it's not exactly shark week. But I'm not scared to put the great weight in there.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> you need to become a member of China sea like I am. Yeah. It's a subscription type thing. And the subscription saves you 35% and you get free shipping on every pair. There's no commitments. You can pause, modify, or cancel your subscription at any time. Customize your subscription. Choose your assortment and frequency. They make sure you always have a fresh pair for your pair, if you get what I'm saying. NFL team suits and overalls, Christmas suits and dresses, seamless thongs, four-way stretch Hawaiian shirts with a beer pouch, retro ski suits. That's just the tip of the iceberg. They have everything, and I'm telling you, the place is hysterical. Sounds like it. When you show up there, you laugh. I mean, you do. And then you buy things just like I did. And right now, Shinesy is letting listeners of this show get their first pair of subscription hammock for only five bucks. Just head to Shinesy.com slash America to try your first pair. Today, that's S-H-I-N-E-S-T-Y dot com slash A-M-E-R-I-C-A. Shinesy.com slash America to get your first pair of hammock boxers for only five bucks. Your balls will thank you. And that does it for today's show. Um... Hashtag end gang, hashtag end game, winner wins, a hundred bucks to our store. mm show.com.
3: good looking shirts on there right now.
0: We do have we have a good looking line of shirts right yeah. now. Yeah. So you want a hundred bucks gift card to the store. Hashtag end gang end game. So we know who's sticking around here till the end. I want you to send a reaction of Sam whenever I walk home with these shark underwear on. Mm-hmm. Okay. When I walk in the house, get comfortable, and I got the great white hanging on, the little white, and (laughs) her reaction. Best answer in Sam's eyes. Sam will go through them. Okay. Wins the $100 gift card uh, to the store. We appreciate you so much for listening. Ty Schmidt, hit the music.
4: Reason left them all behind I'm in a new york state of mind touch with the rhythm I know, but now I need a little give and take, the New York Times, the Daily News. I don't care if it's Chinatown or on Riverside I don't have any reasons I left them all behind I'm in a New York state of mind And river line Cause I'm in I'm in a New York State of